<laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of the karate stuff. But it could so. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Amy Gray. John, John, he's the fastest man in the universe with his hands on the keyboard, keyboard. Hey, Dave. Hey. <laughs> I didn't even know you were there, John. <laughs> oh. Um, Snuck up on you. You did. You always do. What would you say is uh-huh. your best life hack? Mm. Yeah. Uh, probably never trust the king of the jungle. This feels so much like a setup, but I have to ask why. Ask me. Why? Are you asking me right now? Yeah. Boy. I'll tell you. Okay. Because he's always lying. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I knew you had something oh, up your sleeve. Man. I keep that in mind. You know why, John? Because I'm always looking for life hacks. Some uh-huh. people call me a hacker. And that's just the way that I live. But what does hurt a little bit is that you didn't ask me what my best life Oh, right, 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 right. Well, I was getting ready to. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't know. Uh, what's your best life hack? AG1 by Athletic Greens. See, I didn't have to ask because you know I knew that's what it was. It just makes you athletic by drinking it. Yeah, that's what the lion said. Hey, <laughs> come no, on, come don't, on. don't do that. I take AG1 in the morning, and it makes me feel unstoppable. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get this. Okay. Buckle up. The all-in-one formula makes it so easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. So you don't have to keep up with taking multiple supplements and vitamins. You just put one scoop into cold water, and you're good to go. Cube my unstoppable. 
Okay, wait. So, so you're saying that I don't need one of those like pill boxes with the day labels to keep up with everything that I, you know, I need to stay healthy. John, because some of this, those boxes are fun. Is this 1983? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Let me talk about a hack. I know every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give you major benefits like gut and mood support and boosted energy. Yeah, but I bet it takes too long to get all that healthy stuff into your system, okay? <laughs> no, it's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute, Under John. a minute? Yes. Okay, so what you're saying is you can actually become the king of the jungle if you drink athletic greens. That's what I'm hearing. No. What? John, you've known this. I don't do jungles, okay? Things get weird with the monkeys. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. But if I did yeah. do jungles, AG1 would deliver it to me there and every month. They, they will do that, John. They will find you if you're in the jungles of Zanzibar. Is that a place? Or yep. the concrete jungle of New York well, City, I see John. what you did there. <laughs> and it's so easy to make it a daily habit. And I also get the single-serving travel pack, so I never have to miss a day. I just mix the powder into ice-cold water and drink it first each and every morning. That's it. Look, Dave, I'm sold. Call you John Michael Montgomery because you are sold, John. Uh, That's another reference <laughs> just to country music there. Tell the people what they win, John. All right. Look, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, mm-hmm. you want to throw that daily calendar pillbox out, out, Athletic Greens is giving you a free, F-R-E-E, one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. Yes, Just sir. go to athleticgreens.com slash dadville. That's athleticgreens.com slash dadville. Check, Check it out. out. All right, we're ready. Are you ready? I've, uh, I've, I did stretches outside. Good. <laughs> I did wind sprints in the... I'm we're sad not... to see the girl's thing went away. The um golf... It got moldy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's sad. The events like die a little death. <laughs> no, you know what? He never, he hardly was ever out there. He'd really? rather just go play on a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, so I had already, speaking of dying deaths, I had already died to me asking this. I had it on the very bottom under dumb questions. I actually have it labeled dumb questions. But I just used your restroom over here, which is, Dave, you have to use that restroom. Oh, I was it in is there. full velvet, of. The velvet room? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Full of golf stuff. Yeah. So I have to ask, what is it? Anytime I meet somebody who is married and also golfs, I'm always like, all right, well, that's a third spouse. So what, how do you navigate all that? I got to know Vince playing golf. <laughs> oh. So it was already there. You knew what you were getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I quit playing golf when I had a baby at 40 because mm. I know the only, you have to play a lot to be good. Yeah. 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 And so he's played since he was a child. Yeah. And so he can like not play for months yeah. and he's still going to. And for those who don't know, he is like, he's in the Tennessee Golf of Hall of Fame. Is he? Yes. I mean, again, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> but you um, also sang background vocals for Bill Gaither, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> so <laughs> Listen, who knows? Listen. Um, Listen. Yeah. yeah Vince, but he's he, a very good golfer. And he's raised a lot of money for junior golf. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, is the is the course here named after him? The uh, the the Vin, what are they called? The Vinnies? The there's a little um, over off of Franklin Road. Yes, ma'am. That's there's right. a teaching facility, and there's a an area. I don't know if it's a putting green or a little three hole course. But yeah, I think it's and think it's, it's named a, after him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a letter from Elton John congratulating him on his golf game. Wow. In the bathroom. 
Oh, in there? Yeah. And he's Gosh. like, just, just don't forget about your day job. What a weird, that's such a I weird. I stole it. It's in my backpack already. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, like. I know, there's so many things. Music, but then it's like, about is golf. Elton keeping an eye on the golf <laughs> world? Worlds collide. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he owns a soccer club. Or doesn't own it. He's like a big part of a soccer oh, team really? over. In, yeah, like they have the name of the stands or name the Elton John stands where people sit at Watford. Ironically, that's where they sit. <laughs> You are on today. We should start. Okay, it's the coffee. So if you if if you guys are listening uh, right now, you have already spotted the dulcet tones of Miss Amy Grant. You know them. The minute she started talking, you felt peace. You felt <laughs> you felt a sense of relaxation <laughs> that everything was going to be okay. So Amy, we when we start our Dadville uh, episodes, we read um, what we call the brag sheet and. <laughs> I think yours may be the longest one we've ever done. Yes, can we read please, the whole thing? No, no, please don't. Please don't read it. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've I never have warned you. We've never just had a straight up request <laughs> to not be like, read. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. <laughs> John, for a while, wanted to have people read their own, which I was such a fan. We're of. going to do just that watching, someday. Watching We're gonna. Someone. We'll do it to Vince <laughs> when he comes. Yeah, up. when Vince does ours. <laughs> um, okay, then you know what? I'm going to do the abbreviated version, which yep. is still really long. But watch me, watch me move, and watch me shake. Here we okay. go. I'm going to pick them as I go. Uh, signed her first record deal at 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I kind of feel like I'm nervous. Well, no, these were vetted. These yeah. weren't. Yeah, yeah, these were vetted. Okay. Sold over 30 million albums. Congratulations on that. Uh, best-selling contemporary Christian artist of all time. All Released, time. I love this, 22 studio albums, five Christmas albums, four live albums. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Some things are news to me these days. <laughs> <laughs> Through no fault of my own. Uh, <laughs> Through no fault. Touche. Uh, 17 albums reached number one on Billboard Christian Albums chart. Um. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to have to be specific because I don't want you to leave and be mad at me. Oh, this is a good one. Her first number one single was The Next Time I Fall with Peter Cetera, which mm-hmm. is, is that one of the greatest songs of all time? Yeah. Oh, I it can is. still see the video, Amy. Just, I was Peter. We were singing together. <laughs> it was beautiful. And someday it's going to happen. I don't know if you know that. Um, How did you, how did, the, well, we're not going to do that. That would yep. take too long. Who wrote Let's that? Let's focus. Let's focus. Who wrote that song? Mm-hmm. Was that David Foster? Was that nope. David Foster? Um you you have to just it's somebody okay <laughs> she's like it was somebody we can confirm that we can confirm that it was somebody <laughs> I'll sign off on it's that. Going, you're already like why did I say yes it's okay Heart in Motion is the best selling Christian album of all time over 6 million copies written 3 books I love this Amy Grant's Here, Here to Heart Bible Stories Breath of Heaven Mary's Song and Mosaic Pieces of My Life so far that's really a stretch. Three books. <laughs> I wrote one collection of essays. Somebody is really just trying to make something out of everything. That's really a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I have to. I'm sorry. I have to read these, and I'm sorry. But here's the yeah, award section. Yeah, just hit these. I'm going to go hit all these real quick. Deep breath. Uh, award section. One ASCAP Voice of America. One Nashville Symphony Harmony Awards. U.S. Junior Chamber Young Tennessean of the Year. Um, 22 Dove Awards, six Grammys, Mini Pearl Humanitarian Award, which that's that's super cool. Mm -hmm. Academy of Achievement Golden Plate Award, which sounds like something I want at a restaurant. Um, Easter Seals Nashville of the Year and inducted into the GMA Gospel Music Hall of Fame and inducted into the Christian Music Hall of Fame. And this one is the most recent, I think, unless you've won something since then, since you may have, but received a Kennedy Center honor, which is so cool. That was a lot of fun. Right? Yes. I mean, what is that like? 
It was a whirlwind 48 hours. Just 48. So it's quick. Yes. So I did a show with Michael Smith on, Mm. I guess, Friday night. And then we flew to New York. So got there in the wee hours. I think I was asleep maybe Mm. by 5 a.m. Wow. And then had to get up and go to a luncheon. But it was... It was five events in two days. Wow, Jeez. five events. Yes, and it was so much fun. The they called the like the class of twenty twenty two was so interesting and so diverse. And who all, were some of the other people that you were with? Um, Buckle uh, up. Tanya Leon is um, a composer and is involved with dance, and she, I knew the least about her. Mm-hmm. So compelling. And um, and then Gladys Knight. Wow. Yeah. Um, voice of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, George Clooney. And I've you, heard of him. And you too. Oh, my gosh. And so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we would show up at a function and they'd say, we need you in about 20 minutes. You guys just all are in this holding God, tank. Just to hang out. Yes. One of my and favorite And you just stories. don't even want the event to start. You're just hanging. Well, the very first event... I go into this room. Everything is, you know, beautifully appointed. Yeah. And I said, now, what What are we doing in here? We're well, just waiting until you walk the red carpet into the lunch here at this alternate facility at the Kennedy Center. And I said, okay. And and does it matter where we go? And they said, no, well, no. Uh, Gladys Knight is just sitting over there next to the window and with a crowd of people. And I thought, well, she's got an empty spot right next to her. So I went and sat down next to her. And... Uh, I guess a friend of hers was there, and then a gentleman um, that I guess was her husband. I didn't, and I said, oh, oh, well, tell me how you met. And he mentioned some, I don't know if it was in Reno or in Las Vegas, but he was part of the management of a facility, but started in that facility as the person that owned the jewelry store. And she had gone to the jewelry store with her fiance to create an engagement ring. And, uh, and I I looked at her and she's with him and he was the jeweler. (laughs) And so I, and he said, well, so we, I did that. And then I saw her about 18 months later and he said, how's the marriage? And she said, that didn't work out. And he said, well, that's because you married the wrong man. No way. And, I said, and then, and he, he said, we've been together ever since. Wow. And they've been together over 20 years. And I, I mean, wow. the kind of conversations you can have with people when everybody's guard is way mm-hmm. down, yeah. everybody's like rubbing their eyes going, am I awake or asleep? How did I wind up right, in yeah. this circle? Yeah. Right. And just so many people have overlapping stories mm. that you're not even aware of. Yeah. And, yeah. um. That is so cool. I was looking at your body language as Dave was reading the brag sheet, and it's discomfort, discomfort, <laughs> discomfort, as everyone is. And then when he got to the Kennedy one, you, your whole position changed. Oh. You sort of like lit up a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. To to John's point, like, how do you? This is what we ask everybody. How do you feel hearing those things? Like when I, you know, when I read the things that you know. Amy Grant, this is your life, 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 life. Yeah. Like, you know, how, Which how we, do you... Which we read, like, you know, 20% yeah, of what we, didn't we read actually the whole thing. have. But how do you, like, how do you feel? Like, what what is it like to hear all those things you've been able to accomplish? Well, a lot of that list is from the first half of my life. Hmm. And so, um, you know, and so I go, 
yeah, that was that was a part of my life, mm-hmm. but it was not. It wasn't how I woke up in the morning feeling. It didn't mm-hmm. affect how I went to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 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 a lot of it feels like history mm-hmm. now to me, and who I feel today. I mean, that was part of my life. But I, you know, if if things started right now today, mm-hmm. I just don't know that the it would have played out the same. Hmm. The world's mm-hmm. a different place. Music's a different place. Wow. You know, things happen the way they happen because of time and place and opportunity and all that. But I just go, it could have happened a million ways. It's so interesting, too, because, I mean, you, uh, as we read in that thing, you were, to your point about just sort of that weird, like, you know, things coming together all at the same time. I and mean, you were at, at that specific time where, you know, CCM was just beginning if if i mean barely had begun and then here you come singer songwriter and it just is so many things at the right time you know your your talent your personality where the industry was it kind of needed some you know like as you're starting something like that mm-hmm. you need people that can help promote the thing and you step in and it's like oh this is great she's super talented she's kind she's people mm-hmm. like her and then it's before you know it you know, and that's what's crazy to think about with music these days is, you know, it's not as popular music is not that old, you know. And so you so many people that um, were such a big part of the beginnings of things are still like alive and well. And so it's crazy to think about yeah. that, you know, yeah. to your point, because it's like if people are starting now, even those 30, 40 years later, it's such a different thing in such a small amount of time. But right. you were at the very beginning of that thing. I was not at the very, very that's beginning. Right. That's right. That's right. That's but, right. <laughs> but it's interesting because I, I would also, I, I'm reading Bono's book, Surrender, mm-hmm. right now, uh-huh. or I'm listening to it. And uh, I feel similar, similarly about some things yeah. that he does. Like I go, oh, that, that wiring feels familiar. Oh, mm. that, what I, what, um, he must have always had a journal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his memory is mm-hmm. unbelievable. But um, the fact that he knew what he wanted to do so young yeah. and just that whole driven nature of it. And I am, I I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. And as it turned out through a crazy set of circumstances, I just happened to do something I liked that I was averagely good at. But I was surrounded by a group of people that when opportunity came my way, mm. I was suddenly surrounded mm. by an incredibly gifted group of people. Mm-hmm. And so at every turn, I, it came at sort of out of community. Wow. And so the good side of that is everything always felt like a team effort. Mm. And kind of the interesting side of that is that I had never experienced an aspiration to do anything that I've wound up doing. Wow. Interesting. And so, yeah. That is fascinating. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that has uh, helped you be able to just enjoy everything more? I think it makes me weigh things in my own, like what matters to me different than people might anticipate. Wow. Mm -hmm. But like when I was in college, the two men that managed me also managed another artist, female. And they were talking about some experience that she would call them routinely. Mm-hmm. What's going on? What's going on? And they and I was getting ready to leave on a tour. And I'll never forget, they said, I don't know what is it about you, what it is about how you're wired, but when it's time to put you in the hot air balloon 
there are claw marks from your fingernails and your toenails <laughs> all the way to the hot air balloon. Yeah. We put you in the basket and we're cutting the ropes going, you're going to be okay. Hmm. And I really felt that reading Bono's book to yeah. say, as weird as it sounds, I never sang in a brush looking in the, in the mirror mm, uh-huh. if I'd never done anything. But I wanted a coffee shop gig. That's mm. why I fell in love with Jesus music was a coffee shop yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always wanted that. But the fact that anything else happened was as big a surprise to me as it was to anybody else. Yeah. That's crazy. They're always better singers, always better yeah, songwriters, yeah, yeah, always right, better yeah, musicians. Right, yeah. yeah. And But it was really, um, it was interesting because this last fall was the quietest fall of my life. Mm. I was recovering from a bike accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scary. But um, I kept, I, I was writing, like writing to remember because I took a pretty good bash to the head. And as I was writing about my life, just going, by the time I graduated high school, my first record had come out. Mm-hmm. I traveled with my mom. Mm. To, to do like PR stuff. And I played a couple places, nobody showed up, like not one person. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, but every, all four years of college, I made a record while I was in school full-time and toured. Jeez Louise. Yes, all four years. And then by the time I graduated, I was, there were already so many people around me whose livelihood depended on, on my right. work. Yeah. It was never a question of what I would do. I loved what I was doing, and I loved that community. But I have never been completely alone in my own life to figure it out Jeez. until the fall of 2022 is what it felt like. Wow. That's crazy. Going, yeah, not, I'm not alone in my own life, but all of a sudden circumstances saying, I don't know if my brain's ever going to work the way it did before. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, and just to look back over decades of so much, I don't even know how to say it. It was all beautiful. Mm. And but in my mind, it was like it could have looked totally different, mm-hmm. and I would have been hmm. just same person in a different set of circumstances. Yeah, it's crazy to hear that though, because you are such a great singer and songwriter. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here, but it's so true. I mean, you're you are a phenomenal uh, talent at both those things. So it's interesting to hear, you know, you say that because I think. How could somebody that's so good at something feel so, in such a wonderful way, so free of the weight of it? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Like but it also, can, I mean, it sounds just healthy. Yeah. It sounds like you didn't need anything <laughs> from it. Like, what you is weren't... that? Oh, it's health. That's what that is. Interesting. <laughs> you see it every now and then. <laughs> there's a little. There's Not often in this business, <laughs> yeah, though. I was going to say. But it sounds like you didn't, you know, I, I suppose you can have a career as long as you have had by sheer ambition and a need to fill something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, which that that might be more the norm, I, I suppose, but it sounds like you, you've you had your career out of just abundance, you know. You didn't need anything yeah, from it. Yeah, that's a great way to put you know? that. Talking, and I don't know how... You're talking to me here. So I was, I was Amy, talking okay, yeah, just to Amy so there. I'm so excited that that was towards <laughs> me, no, but no, no. I see now that it wasn't. Um, we recorded it, so yeah. you can play it back later to yourself. <laughs> Good, let's take that as mine. Okay, I, I have a question that I, I was telling Dave beforehand, and obviously anything that we ask, you can answer to the extent you want to or not, but um, I said I wouldn't mind if we spent 30 minutes on this because I just find it so fascinating. We're all artists. 
but I've never been in the Christian space. I've never been a Christian artist. And so I, I'm, I'm always so fascinated with the, the guests that we have had on who are in officially publicly in the Christian space, because I think there's just another set of expectations and rules that go along with that. And I was reading, I mean, Wikipedia is over two so far, so we'll see how this goes here. But I read today about your lead me on record was controversial because it was seen by many as being not Christian enough. Right. And then years down the road, then CCM magazine dubs it as what what did they say? The greatest contemporary Christian album of all time. And I was thinking that's, that's a great, just like micro example of, I'm sure what I would have to expect that you experienced being such a massive success in the Christian space. And like Dave was saying, like, this is early on. So the CCM world is like, this is our girl, the queen of Christian music. And then you go and have this massive crossover success in the mainstream world and get all the backlash that comes with that. I'm just curious what your experience was like with that during that time. And now sort of that, you know, those years are behind us all and you are, the controversy is not there anymore. And you're Amy Grant. And no one is, you know, saying the things that they were saying in the 90s about you not being Christian enough, et cetera, et cetera. What has all of that been like? If you can sum it up in the next two and a half hours. <laughs> right. Well, the first thing that hits me is I've never had a curiosity about what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, How are you so healthy, <laughs> Amy? But I never read a rag magazine. Wow. I never, I, I, I've... I've never looked up my name on social mm-hmm. media to mm-hmm. see what's said. And if if and whenever there is something that comes up and you know somebody go, "Hey, are you okay?" I go, "I whatever it is, I it's not on my radar." Yeah, you don't want to know about it. And so it's not that I don't want to know, I just don't have a natural curiosity yeah. about wow. that. And so um yeah, so I don't think that's an attribute. I think it's just the way I'm wired. Yeah. And so um but it's the same thing that, I don't know. I mean, we're all so unique. We all see life through such a unique unique lens. And, and it's the lens of our the family into which we were born. Mm-hmm. All those dynamics are unique to that family mm-hmm. that we were each born into, our place in the family. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I was the youngest of four girls, and I was born into a family that was steeped in church generationally. Mm-hmm. And the earliest songs I remember were singing hymns. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I see everything through a lens of scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's just because that's the lens through which I saw the world by two very beautiful, gentle parents. Mm-hmm. And then, and in addition to that, what's interesting to me is that... Um, like how we live our lives is a dynamic experience. Hmm. And so one day you can make a lot of good choices. One day you can make a lot of bad choices. Hmm. And some days you can do back and forth, you mm-hmm. know, over and over again. You can treat w- one person very nicely. You can treat somebody else short-tempered. You can, you know, I mean, 
life is dynamic. People are dynamic. Mm. And I think one, th- I have never seen myself, like if I'm sitting next to somebody on a airplane and they say, what do you do? I say, well, I've done a lot of things. I actually love writing music and I'm a singer songwriter, mm. but I have never led with, because I don't believe my experience is not that we put on a jersey and that that's our team. Wow. Yeah. And so, because there are times we would make our team very proud and there are times that we would like get booed <laughs> off the ball court. Right. And so, yeah. And, and so, and I look at life that way. I look at myself that way. I look at creative projects that way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And, and so being the representative of one field or, mm. you know, I just, I feel like it doesn't, nothing else in life is that way. Mm. I, I do mm-hmm. think we say, I, I'm shaped by what I believe. Mm. But I yeah. even think how we process what we believe changes with time hmm. and right. changes with right. experience. For sure. And so all of that makes me kind of, I, tr- I just, I don't know. I just, I guess I kind of hold things loosely. Jenny. Dave. Listen, I, I'm not. This is. I'm not, not done. I'm not done. I'm I wanted to go up. Okay, the is, that is the end. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was like a you had a reprise. Um, you, listen, I know you're one of the most calm, collected, jovial guys I know. <sighs> Thank you. You just have a little bit of a furrowed brow today, and I just want to make sure it's okay. Everything. Are you okay? It's fine. I'm just a little. If I'm honest. Yep. I'm a little hangry. Oh. You know? You know what? It sounds like you need just a little snaggy snack. Well, let me tell you, Dave. Dave. You know what can turn any guy into a hey, snack? Hey, I see what you <laughs> did on. there. Uh, let me tell you. Manscaped. Say it. Say talk it again. Talk to Manscaped. Man. And we've got to talk about the Ultimate Father's Day MVP, the Performance Package 4.0. You thought I was going to say I'm 2.0. About to, I'm about I to, doubled it. No, no, no. I'm about to talk to him about it. That's Tell right, him. because Father's Day is coming, and that Performance Package 4.0 is legit. legit. How legit is it? Too legit. <laughs> Thank you to quit. It's got Manscaped <laughs> Signature Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose mm. Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant. Oh, yeah. I, don't tell me to stop. Don't. Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all them goodies. And we can't forget about their moneymaker. Okay. Manscaped has absolutely changed the game with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit for fathers all around the world. It is the Beard Hedger Trimmer, mm-hmm. Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Oof. Beard Oil, okay. Beard Balm. You need so much stuff to have a beard. First off, you have to have a beard. <laughs> then you get all this stuff and Manscaped will give it to you. And two free gifts with their signature beard comb and scissors. Well, I, you know, I don't want to brag, but you can uh-huh. see from my really lush beard that it's done a real, it's done a real number. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can tell. Look, we all know dads love their comfort, mm-hmm. right? Yep. First and foremost. If his grooming routine is already dialed, make sure to hook him up with Manscaped Boxers 2.0. So comfy. Yep. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. Hey, and you can just let those boxers breathe, okay? Let them breathe. It's like when Mike Tyson would take a little break. Boxers going to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can mow the lawn, take out the trash, golf in the sun, <laughs> golf in the rain. Those moisture-wicking boxers just breathe without breaking a uh, It doesn't matter. 
the Tyson thing that got me. I, got, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> Listen, people, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DADVILLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. You heard me right. Yeah, don't. Yep. With free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DADVILLE. Make this Father's Day one he will not forget with Manscaped. Dave. Wow. Mm-hmm. You hit that right on the... Let's uh-huh. do it one more time. Dave. Dave. Oh, you went different note. Well, I want to do mine. And a different name. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Listen, let's focus. Okay. I got to say, man, I think this episode's going really well. Uh, I wanted to check in with you. What do you think? A, a thousand percent. I felt yeah. strong at the start. We'll say ha- towards halftime, I felt like I needed just a little bit of break, just a breather. You know, yeah. Right there. Well, it reminds me of the feeling that I get like at around 11 a.m. Yeah, I feel that. You know, it's not quite breakfast, mm-hmm. but it's not quite lunch. It's a paradox sometimes. Like, what should I do dietarily? You Listen, know what I mean? You've been eating healthy mm-hmm. and are trying not to nom nom down on a donut, which is hard. That's a real so pull. Hard. But you have that so stinking famished feeling yep if that's you john is it it is me right you, now you need to try nuts.com oh nuts.com yes. yes it's your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts dried fruits sweets pantry staples like specialty flowers mm-hmm. and more the wide selection means there is something for everyone dare i say and please don't get mad at me for saying this. i dare you to say it are there too many choices, John? That's my one complaint. I take it back immediately. <laughs> There's not. I love them all. Just this morning, I took a handful of dried apricots, and it got me through some stomach grumbles. Mmm, stomach grumbles are the worst. Yep. What's that, Dave? You're gluten-free? No problem. <laughs> Nuts.com has organic choices and other diet-friendly products. So whether you're looking for something sweet, savory, mm-hmm. or need to stock up on everyday cooking essentials... You're bound to find something to try. I actually actively look for more gluten in my diet. That's me. I live on the edge, John, and people are going to say, don't do it. And that's what's, what makes me want to yeah, do that's it. What makes me do they do have it. super gluten snacks, John? Well, let's just say yes. <laughs> and check it out later. Well, actually, look at this. They have all types of Asian and Indian snacks, too. How do you feel about hot banana chips? First of all, that was my nickname in middle school, and I don't want to tell the backstory. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm-hmm. when I can't sleep, I rub some of those in my gums. Oh, good yeah. tip. Just good something tip. to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can snack with satisfaction, knowing that quality is a top priority at nuts.com. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, John. That's People crazy. are going to tell you that's impossible, but I want you to hear it. Someone who's not an aficionado but mm-hmm. could be, mm-hmm. it is possible. You could okay? be. So they reach you deliciously fresh. Since 1929, they've been doing it the old-fashioned way. One taste, and you'll know the difference. Right now, people, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with your purchase mm-hmm. and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash Dadville. So everybody, go check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash Dadville. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's Nuts.com slash Dadville. So good a deal, it's got to be nuts. I would be the first attendee of this course, just the Amy Grant School of Life and Music. School of Health. Just... (laughs) I mean, it's like John said, I just don't know anybody that is as healthy as you are that does what we do. I really mean that. Like of anybody I think I've ever met, you seem to hold it so healthily. (laughs) Like I feel like there's just not this, um, you know, it doesn't feel like the the strings are attached, you know, from your ego to your occupation. It's a really fascinating thing to watch. Um, 
Well, if we weren't recording this, I would tell you about some chapters in my life. Yeah. <laughs> that, and all I can say is, at there, I mean, as people, hmm. I think with time we we have had more of the rough edges knocked off. Mm. Kind of like a young couple that said, I want a relationship like my grandparents. They're so in love. And you go, well, good God, they've been in the rock <laughs> tumbler right. for 50 years. They've just yeah. bounced yeah. every rough edge. They almost killed each other. Yeah, that's right. She strangled him yeah. with a necktie yeah. one time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's easy to maybe to look at me at 62. I and I enjoy different stretches of my life. Mm. I made decisions that I don't know why I made. I, mm have been good in relationships, not good in relationships. I've been appropriate. I've been inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I've done good jobs. I've done awful jobs. You know, it's like, I mean, that's life. Yeah, just like every other human being. That is just life, yes. You just have the spotlight on you. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, there are times in my life I walked on stage and I just thought, I, if anybody could see my inner monologue or Mm -hmm. see my whole life, Mm Mm-hmm. This is a mess. Yeah. Especially when you're young. Hmm. God, when you're young, you're just trying to figure everything out. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because now I have grown kids and I, I never can go, God, what was I doing when I was your age right now? Because I was on such a strange timetable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I what I do think is if life were four quarters, 20 years each. Wow. If it were for most people, the first quarter, you're pretty much being told what to do. Yeah. And it's not till the second quarter that you're like, oh, yeah, here's what I want to do. I want all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to do what I want to do. It's very grasping. It's Mm. very me-centered. Yeah. That's just second quarter. Third quarter, a little more wisdom, just as much vitality. And you go, ooh, okay, what's unsustainable? Wow. Mm -hmm. From second quarter. Hmm. (laughs) And then, uh, but you can do it. You can redo a lot of things. You can you can reload that your family. Mm. You can have another child in third quarter. Mm. You can do a lot of things. You can try to right the wrongs. Third quarter, there is it's like the blinders that kept you so focused on your own life in the second quarter. Yeah, you really see the yeah. world more as a yeah. whole, yeah. and you become aware of just mankind. And yeah. fourth quarter, it's like okay. Really, I mean, my mother-in-law is having a really long fourth quarter. She's mm. ninety-seven, still wow. lives in her own house. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And um, and I'm in my fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and I'm sixty-two. And I was having dinner with my kids last night, and I said, "There is no way that you can see life from my perspective." Mm. And you're second quarter, and you're right on time. And but what I'm thinking about right now is finishing strong. Mm. What small trage- trajectory changes do I want to do? I, you're so aware of your resources, mm-hmm. time, energy, all that. And so that world that might have gotten really big, especially third quarter, you kind of go, okay, what really matters? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to dial a f- some things back mm-hmm. so that I am really doing what matters the most to me mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. The process of life is unique for everybody, but you. But I do think there are patterns mm-hmm. of growth and maturity and awareness that you, yeah. You know, when y'all are talking about your young kids, I go, oh my gosh, yeah. You're talking sleep deprivation, oh yeah, like no one has ever known, and you're still functioning. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. 
Maybe you did it again at 40, though. I mean, you were like, let's keep the party going. I did it again. So right as the light was coming in, you were like, let's double down. What what was that like? Because you're doing, you're probably remembering so many things. I mean, just whenever, like, we get a time hop, you know, on our phones that's like, you know, five years ago today. There are all these little things that my girls are seven and ten. There's so many things that just in these short little years, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I completely forgot about that whole phase. Yes. You know, yeah. that must have been happening to you daily that you're like, oh, that's right. This, this kind of happens. Or was it just completely different? Well, so what's unsustainable for the third quarter? And for me, it was my first marriage mm-hmm. for all kinds of reasons. I'm so grateful for that time in my life. I... You know, Gary Chapman, he he gave so much musically, mm-hmm. all of his creative energy and and but all the things that were happening to us as people and the different things that were happening to us. Sometimes after a first marriage, people will say, well, the best thing about it was that you had your children. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, that, well, of course, that's a beautiful thing for both of us. But they're also good things all along mm, right, in right, a marriage right. that winds up not being sustainable. You don't have to throw the whole thing out. No, yeah. no. And uh, and part of after that bike wreck, I was writing to remember wow. and just trying to remember people's names. Are they dead or alive? You know, all this mm. stuff. And it really made me, for reasons I never would have voted on, go back and try to remember all of my earlier life. Mm-hmm. Wow. But um, But it's interesting to say, just to go, if if... Part of the reason that the shape of my life turned out the way it did in those first 40 years was because of my family, because of who I was married to, because Mm. of. And I just think, and then also because of my wiring, it was, I just couldn't sustain that kind of Mm. what felt like a rich public life and a very poor interior life. Coming out of something that's that's that, one, I think the thing that fascinates me so much about... um, coming out of a divorce it would be one that um obviously you're not with that person anymore but it's you also are not in that style of life anymore it's not just that you're no longer with this person but like you know you had rhythms there that you're just used to mm-hmm. and then coming out of that so did you was that something that you were like man I really want to be with someone again or were you just like man I need a break or how did you process that season well this was messy because I met Vince when I was married to Gary huh and so I had been invited to do a television show with him in filmed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was right after my 33rd birthday. I had my bags packed. It was Thanksgiving weekend had happened. I was headed to the airport and I was carrying my luggage. And Gary, we, you know, we had been in marriage therapy. Mm-hmm. It, we were, we were wired so differently. And I was walking out the door and he said, uh, hey, don't fall in love with him. Holy cow. And I said, what? And he said, don't fall in love with him. I said, why would you even say such a thing? And he said, I've spent time with him. And you're wired very similarly. Mm. Wow. And it's so interesting because when I, I have always worked with men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've worked long, crazy hours (laughs) with men. If I have, I remember getting off a flight one time coming back from London and the man with whom I was traveling his wife met us, and she said, well, if he was ever going to have an affair, it was going to be with you, but I know he wouldn't because it's you. Wow. Uh-huh. And I mean, 
I wow. that is the the world of music. Yeah. Right, right. And you are so respectful to other people. Anyway, so I've never actually said that in an interview about that, but it was interesting to like the loneliness in my marriage was mm. very apparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but it was interesting because then I went, did I like, like, was that seed planted by me or wow. was it planted by somebody else? Words are so mm. powerful. Yeah. You know, but especially between spouses. I know. Those are like 20 times heavier. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so, and well, and Vince and I wound up, um, we did, we did hit it off. But I didn't really think anything about it, except I thought anything he's involved with, I'm going to go do that thing because he's just fun to be with. Mm-hmm. And when I you walked, bought a set of golf clubs that day, I bought a set of <laughs> golf clubs the next month. <laughs> I did. That's did you really? So funny. I bought a set of golf clubs the yeah. next month, and um, yeah, and it was interesting because um, when I walked into that first rehearsal in Tulsa, I, you know. I probably was trying to get a lay of the land and I'm sort of, I don't have good vision in the dark. And, and I just remember kind of walking in, I guess my brow was knitted or something. Mm -hmm. And Vince walked over, he put his arm around me. He said, Hey, unknit that brow. It's okay. Hmm. It's okay. Hmm. And I remember looking at him and I said, no one says that to me in my life. Wow. Mm. Jeez Louise. And so I did feel very responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. And so, yeah. And, and, and I think what happened there was I had great respect for him as an artist. I had great respect for his musicianship. And in that TV show, I said, Hey, this is a waltz and it's a beautiful thing that was like, it's an orchestration done by mm-hmm. Ron Huff. And, but there's like a musical thing. So if you would just come out in a top hat and waltz with me, during that instrumental break, that would help. That would sure kill that time. Well, uh-huh. unbeknownst to me, Vince does not dance. He's been in enough combo bands and watched the sorry-looking white guys dancing. Right. He would say, I would never dance. <laughs> I love to dance. Mm. And later, after we got to know each other, I said, oh, my gosh, like, you were so presenting because I turned around, wasn't expecting it. He comes out with a top hat and dances with me. It was mm. on that TV show. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking he's something totally different. Yeah, yeah. And then after we were married, and, you know, of course, and you remarry, and it's a totally new framework for both of you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're like going, nothing is familiar. And it's funny because Joy Williams married and she said, whew, this is a lot. It's like a blended family. Mm. It's We're trying to adjust to each other. And I and she said, so like, when is the honeymoon? And I said, take a deep breath. Mm. As soon as you have an empty nest. Wow. That's when you'll experience the honeymoon. Wow. Like in reverse. Yeah. It's in reverse. Yeah. You are holding on for dear life. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get to know somebody with an audience of people that right. you've known longer, your children. Jeez. And you care for deeply. Gosh, yeah. I've never thought about that. Well, oh, and all the interaction totally is so, I would have to imagine, is so charged as a step parent, which Everything. we wanted to ask about. Yep. I mean, step parenting is, is its own thing where I'm sure you feel like maybe you're walking on eggshells if you say like just a seemingly innocuous, like, hey, what time are you going to be home? They could be like, hey, you're not my mom, you know. 
whatever. What was all that like? Yeah. A lot of it's hard to remember. I wanted to return to one thing because you asked me something specific, and that's why I got off on that. But, oh, and then as I'm getting to know Vince, first off, he's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a uh, great way to explain your spouse. And she or he is yeah, a lot of things. But years, years <laughs> later, and um, went saying to him, I mean, so you you came out and danced. I'm just thinking about how I projected so many things about you onto you because of that. Yeah. Wow. Specific behavior when I did not know you. Mm-hmm. And you know what his response was? That was the bravest thing I ever did in my whole life. Wow. wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That was him like slaying the dragon. Yeah, but I but we were both totally innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And so and and it's interesting now because I I had probably all of the residual um self recrimination that anybody has that's failed anything. Mm-hmm. And failing in a marriage doesn't happen in that last year. The seeds right. of it are there from the beginning. But how something looks, mm. anyway, all that. And then you marry, and then it's, when the kids are not with you, somebody that's never been in that situation is like, woohoo, you know, mm-hmm. here come the whips and chains. We're going to get down <laughs> and get dirty. But really, when the kids aren't there, there's so much grief. Yeah. Mm, and geez. so, yeah, the the whole side of what, and my feeling is nobody rides off in the sunset. Mm. Nobody. And the beautiful thing is that you, at a time when, I mean, for us, I knew I, we wound up having Karina because Vince had one daughter and I, I wanted to have a child with him. Mm. I wanted our relationship to not just be about our coupleship, but also Mm -hmm. to share family because I know how beautiful family Mm. is. Yeah. And, um, did y'all talk about that early on? Was that something that was kind of a conversation as y'all were, like, in early in marriage? Um, I mean, we had her right as we had our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah. I don't know. There's so much we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, Which, and, by the way, for anybody listening, she is, Karina is a monster of talent. That That woman... Have you ever heard her music? Mm-mm. Oh no, my so. gracious! She's fun. She's amazing, and no one's having more fun than she is. Golly Moses! She, she is... got. I mean, obviously with the two of y'all's parents, but it is like she got both of it. Like it is substantial. Her her talent. It is. She is. And you talk about some pressure that that. <laughs> well, girl she is. Has. She is rising above. Well, yeah. that's. I don't think she incorporates this as pressure. She basically she says, "I have decided." that I want to do music as my livelihood and as long as I can pay the bills, it will have been a yeah. success. Yeah. Amen. And so she might sing backup for somebody else. Mm-hmm. She'll probably always write. She used she... to sing backup for Bill Gaither, I think. I saw that on <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> she did. She was yes. <laughs> yeah. On the set. Yeah. Anyway. But um, I guess who we are is present. Hmm. It's like once your kids are grown, you'll go, oh my gosh, that was present when you were in preschool. Yeah. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And, and one time, um, Karina had come home from Otter Creek Preschool. So she was, 
I guess, four or five. Must have been four. And she wanted to tell us about her day. And so she stood on, we had a big <laughs> rectangular coffee table. And she stood on the coffee table and she wanted to sing us her day. <laughs> That's when you knew. And oh she sang her day gosh. with hand motions and everything. And I'm trying to maintain eye contact with her, uh-huh. you know. And then he was so mean. And I went up to the slide. You know, she's just doing whatever. And anyway, and, uh. and Vince has taken a cushion off the sofa and he's holding it in front of his face and laughing behind it. I mean, this lasted at least 15 minutes. Good night. Yeah. And like when she comes out on stage now, I go, she is still the same kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember That's even so even when we did, uh, you had your fan club thing. This is, gosh, a decade ago, you know, out at your at your farm, and we were sitting up there, and you're like, "All right, I'm gonna have Karina come sing some stuff." And I mean, she couldn't have been, gosh, what would that have been ten years ago? She'd been ten. What is she now? She was. She's. 20... Uh, she's about to be twenty three. So yeah, that's she right. was. So she was. Yeah, she was. Maybe... She was just starting to write. She started writing in seventh grade. There you go. And I remember her singing even then was like, "Oh, this is." This isn't like, oh, my cute, sweet daughter yeah. sings. This yeah. is like, I remember I was like, I'm going to peel off and be like, hey, Karina, have you got publishing <laughs> right. deals? Develop I have a, a contract with my car. <laughs> yeah. you if you'll just sign this napkin, I'll fill out the rest later. So so one of the things that, you know, I was talking to Annie as, as I was getting ready for this, and I was like, what? So, you know, I'm sitting with Amy, and we both know you pretty well. And I said, what would you, like, what would be the things you'd want to ask her? And she said something that I thought was so true, and I wanted to talk about this at least for a second, but... You know, I think of anyone in Nashville, you um, and Vince both um, are the most probably hospitable people that I know. And and that's and I want to qualify that by that's not just music. I mean, um, that's of any space that I know of people in Nashville and maybe that I know um, you guys um, are so benevolent. You're so um, outward focused and, and facing with your life, which is so I mean. For people who are listening, um, <laughs> I had my thirtieth birthday party here uh, in your in your backyard, which is still one of the most random, wonderful stories ever. Because and me and Annie still laugh about this with friends, but I think Annie just texted and was like, "Hey, this is super random, but we live in this tiny duplex. Is there any way that we can just like use your backyard for Dave's thirtieth?" And me being my personality, you know, there was going to be a lot of people there, and I just remember a- Annie was like. Amy said yes. And I was like, are you kidding? She's like, yeah. And she's just giving us the keys to the kingdom. Like, just come over. Because you were out of town, <laughs> I, I think. Gonna, I was so sorry I was missing yeah. the party. But Vince was here. And I remember sweet Vince kind of just hung in here. And he was, you know. And, and we had the whole party. And it was so much fun. You had the volleyball net. Up, so it was great. But the coolest part of the night was we, you know, as people kind of left, Vince started to kind of come out and sort of wave and say, hey. And we ended the night in the hot tub, like, with four of us. It was like me and I think. Wurtz and maybe Annie and Vince. I think that literally was the night. How I've never. This is all new. Oh, info and we. To me. It was so much fun. I mean, that was probably the most fun thing because it was just like we were all going to leave, but we had swimming suits because you're bathing because yeah. the because the pool, and we had our bathing suits. And he was like, "Well, if y'all want to stick around," and we were like, "Yeah, of course we're going to stick around." <laughs> so I mean that, and then you know just the millions of ways that you have been so kind to me in my career and singing on records and you know doing shows together. But it's 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 substantial. It's more than like a oh she's sweet and this is like her little nonprofit side hustle as a celebrity. You really live that way. It's really overwhelming. And I think I tell people all the time. I feel like you're like the queen of Nashville in so many ways because 
um, but maybe the most that way, just that you're so benevolent and you're so kind. And I feel like so many times I ask you to do anything, you at least try to make it happen if you can. And that's such a fascinating thing to me. I think like, you know, the world would say like, you don't have to be that way. Cause it'd be like, look, you, you're this thing and you have, if anybody has a right to be like, Hey, I'm just, I can't like, I'll send you a C a sign CD. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I cried in this napkin and you can have the napkin, um, and sell it on eBay. But like, um, what is that? Like, what is that? It just fascinates me. And Annie and I both, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you how she worded it because I thought it was so great. Um, she said, you know, I've never met someone that has impacted so many other people with their generosity. Where does that come from? Like, how did you become that person? What um, What are the disciplines that you've adopted over time that have gotten you to that? It's just, it, it's so inspiring. Like, you are one of the most amazing people, I think, to me that way. Like, it's such a, it's such a blessing like the way you treat people is so overwhelmingly kind and thoughtful. Okay. I don't, I feel like we're talking about somebody else. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> but, but I, I, it's, it's funny. I think about my parents mm. and they were very gentle. Mm. I don't have one memory of my mother ever screaming at me or my father. Mm. Not one. Wow. Like they never, I mean, they might have shouted at my three older sisters. Mm. Maybe they were just worn down by the yeah. time the fourth <laughs> daughter came along. But um, they were not perfect people, mm. but they were they were kind. And then this is another thing that has made, uh, that had an impact on me. So when I was, my great-grandparents, um, my great-grandfather started life in casualty down in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Uh, insurance company. And he came to Nashville with a yeah. cow, you know, and from somewhere in Tennessee and worked on this Centennial, what became Centennial Park. Oh, wow. And I think he worked for 50 cents a day. Jeez. And then wound up, he was had a lot of common sense and he was a real respecter of people. And he said, people live differently when they feel secure. Hmm. And he thought that for somebody to, um, he wanted to create an insurance company that made people live with more security. He wow. said people live more generously when they're more yeah. secure. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so we grew up, that was one of the bus- biggest businesses in Nashville. The backside of their farm, which is now Burton Hills, was hmm. Shaw's Hill Road. Jeez. Seven of those houses were my grandmother, cousins, and uh, I knew that when the second to die of those two died, which was my great-grandmother, she died my junior year in college, mm. I knew that every that, that farm that we grew up in and loved was all being given to David Lipscomb mm. College at the mm. time. It's Lipscomb University now. And, you know, everybody grows up in a different lens, but mm. with a different lens. But it's so funny because Vince will say to me, you scare me to death with money. And I said, it's because I don't, because I, I feel like I'm just a channel. Yeah. Wow. Like I yeah. don't. And, and so I want to look, people say, you have a beautiful house. I go, Vince bought it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because the way I was raised yeah. Was if you see somebody in need, then you do for them. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that has, that was just the environment into which I was born. Mm, yeah. It's interesting to to talk with my children now 
because talking to one of my kids, and I've got five, and they're all grown. The youngest is a senior in high school. You sounded I mean, senior, so sad senior, when you said Senior that. in no, college, grown. no. I just mean they're grown, so they are, they're talking from yeah, an adult yeah. standpoint. Yeah. But it's interesting. I was talking to one of my kids, and they said, hey, look, so glad you're giving this away and giving that away. So glad. I'm living hand to mouth. <laughs> hand to mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, the money I got on my Christmas stocking went to pay overhead. Mm. There's no, and they were really mad. Mm. And they said, I, you do so much for me, but mm. I just want you to know it's hard to celebrate. You can do anything you want. And I thought several things. I thought I took a deep breath and I went, I needed to hear this. Wow. And then and I said, the other thing is, if you do not learn how to live on what you can make, no amount of money will ever be enough. Jeez. And so, and that kind of, man. but I also thought to say, hey, I, whatever my impulse is to do with something that I have, I, I need to be careful how I talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. the learning curve never, I mean, the learning curve, I think it gets steeper <laughs> the older curving. we get. Yes. Yeah. It's always curving. Yeah. 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 And so I don't know how I wound up the way I am. Mm. Everybody's unique. Yeah. You know? Man, we nailed that. No, it's a little scary how much we nailed that. John, what comes to mind when I say hi? quality meals be honest um, be honest don't, i'm always honest don't pull Look, lunches. i would say something that's uh healthy check, a b check, easy to make check uh and d goes well with a well-designed latte. i knew you were gonna say that yep. you, you really have you cornered the market on that by the way listen let's let's stop beating around the bush can we okay. just tell the people of momville about butcher box oh you know mother's day's coming up dave yep how great would it be to make mom an incredible meal that will cost far less than taking the whole family out. I will say there's an army of small people in my house who would love to make mom a meal and ButcherBox couldn't make it any easier. They couldn't do it. They They could try, but they wouldn't be able to do it. Well, here's why. You get 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken. There's organic chickens just running as far as they want, (laughs) having the best life. And get this, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Can you believe that? Uh, I don't want to see a single stinking crate within 100 yards of my sea bass. Do you hear me, John? From your lips to God's ears, Dave. <laughs> okay, how do you feel about free 99, Dave? Uh, Tell love me. it, and I cannot get enough. All right, well, listen. You get free shipping. How's that? Okay, free. Just the other night. Yep. I made some incredible chicken meatballs with Greek salad. It's what I do, and I I don't want to be judged for that. And you know what? I think the free shipping actually made the food taste better. I I, can't prove that. I a thousand percent agree with you. There's just something about it, you know? But before we get back to Momville, we need to tell our listeners about the deal we lined up just for them. Tell me. Just stretch my mouth a little bit before I say it because it's a lot. Okay. Get free chicken thighs for a year and $20 off your first box when you sign up today. Did you hear me, John? I'm going to say it one more time. For, for a, a year. year. That's three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs free in every box for a year. Plus, $20 off your first order when you sign up at ButcherBox.com Dadville and use the code Dadville. Claim this deal at ButcherBox.com Dadville and use the code Dadville. Oh, <laughs> 
man. Dave, <laughs> yeah. I want to give a shout-out. Yeah. And when I give a shout-out, I always I laugh because it just brings me so much joy you to give a shout-out to Claritin yes. Yes. for supporting this episode and providing us with free oh, samples. You know it, John. This time of year, my allergies are in fuego. They're mm-hmm. always on the attack, but I use this, and you should too. Oh, I do, Dave. Every day in our house. Yeah. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, which is, this is me raising my hand, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill to relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, runny nose, itchy and watery eyes an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. John, I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for a long time, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for a run without my eyes watering. I may be crying, but it's not sure, from allergies. Totally different. And I can sing without feeling like I have a fr- like a big old, let's not even call it a frog. It's a, it's like a toad. It's like a family of toads. It's a family. It's a turtle. Yeah. In my so you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? Yeah, me. I it's know. time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Well, you you just said something, and it's so funny that you said that. Like, I can't believe the simpatico of this whole thing. Because the next thing that Annie said was, she's like, I would love for you to ask her, what her children's perspectives are on on their benevolence, on how, which it's so crazy you brought that up because I was yeah. like, that was literally like one of the three questions. So the thing that I was going to say is, you know, one, has that been, like as you've learned about that um, and, and, and sort of how, again, how outward facing the both of y'all are, um, have you, uh, is that becoming more of a conversation with your kids? Like if you had to, to your point, like you, how you've kind of had to think about that differently. But the other thing that I'm so curious about, and I love asking this question on this podcast, is how have you navigated, kind of to that same point, how have you navigated being a parent who is successful? Like how do you do that? Because that's, you know, when, when uh, I mean, that's such a great example, even what you just said, that they would know like, hey, we see <laughs> how you are so kind and how you spend your money. And we also see how it's not coming to us all the time, but like, how have you navigated that over your career when you've done so well, when you've been so blessed with um, success in your career? And then you have, you know, like you said, you have these five kids that are full eye, you know, they're, they're watching you and Vince and, and right. how, like, how have you navigated that? What does that look like? Well, I don't know that. I mean, to me, it must be like a pendulum swing. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure some things I have done well and some mm. things I've done horrendously. Yeah. And that's all part of their journey. Yeah. And I think what I what I say as a mother now that I didn't know how to say as a mother when I was very young. Wow. And maybe it's more because I have adult children. And a lot of it because of the religious language that I grew up with, mm-hmm. which, by the way, can be confusing. Knowledge about God is not relationship with God. Come on. And so, and, and Mm -hmm. so many things about, it doesn't matter if somebody's churched or unchurched, whether Mm -hmm. they know the Bible or don't know the Bible, anybody can talk to God. Mm. Amen. Thank you and help are Mm. good conversation starters. (laughs) And if it never goes past that, he's engaged and he's engaged even when we're not talking about it. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. 
And so, mm. but I think what I didn't know to say to my children, because I didn't know how to say it to my younger self, because I was engaged in a community that became successful before I knew, I just look at all my kids and I say, first and foremost, you belong to yourself. Mm. Nobody has the impulses that, or the inner voice mm-hmm. or how they're wired, all those things. And if and when you get married, it's like you're swimming a swim lane right beside your partner. Mm. But he can't swim your lane for you. Mm. You can't swim your lane for him. Mm-hmm. Or whoever your partner winds up being. You can't, I mean, you still have to put on your bathing suit. you got to stick your toe in that freezing cold water. you got to push off the edge and mm. kick and splash and half drown and get to the other side and then come back <laughs> and do it over and over. And you'll get better at it the more you do it. And it won't seem like controlled drowning. It'll actually seem, oh, this is smooth Good swimming. Controlled drowning. <laughs> Yeah, but but it's interesting to grow up with a lot of Bible language before you understand life, any of life. Wow, right. Yeah. And wow. so, you know, hmm. terms like we don't I don't belong to myself, I belong to God. I'm not my own. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, the only other person that can occupy really inside this skin is the spirit of God. Hmm. It's me and him, whether I actively invite him in or not. And this goes back to the jersey and mm. like being a believer to yeah. go, I don't, to function as a believer in society, I mean, I'm sure some days I do a good job, some days I don't. Yeah. And so I think what our, I always just go, if there were no language, live a life that speaks for what you believe mm-hmm. and 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 what place love has had in your life. Yeah, and that mantra, if there were no word, if there were no language. And so, but I I think to tell a child, I don't think you, I don't know if middle schools, I think it needs to be an older child when Mm. they're, I don't know. But to say, yeah, even a teenager, you belong to yourself Mm. because you will make choices that no one else will know about. Mm Mm-hmm. And the ramifications for for those choices, good and bad, you will experience as a human being. The power of your choice is, it's big. Yeah. It will shape your life hmm. and and how you respond to things. And, you know, nobody is supposed to be the same. Mm-hmm. And And I think when we look at each other, I don't know, I'm, I'm so glad to have adult children now and I and I'm sure they all would be fine with me saying this but for the last year the biggest gift we have given ourselves or that that Vince and I've given our family is um therapy hmm wow and so you know and and this last christmas I was like hey my bandwidth I don't have quite the bandwidth to do christmas like I have done it in the past and I'm working really hard for the first time since this summer. And just if money were no object, say one, two, or three things that you would like for me to, I would just love for you to open something on Christmas. Um, And more than a few of the kids said, continue therapy. No way. Yep. Now, when you say therapy, do you mean... With the family, or you and Vince, or no, or just you, just their own. To the, go to a therapist, yeah, yeah, okay. To go to a therapist, 
and I was invited to go to a therapy session with one of with two of my daughters. Wow. At different times. Yeah. What is that like? Yeah, were you terrified going in? No. I mean, we're all all just trying to figure out life. Yeah. And you know, I think it's not really there's so many things about our lives that happen to us when we're young mm-hmm. and you it sometimes it takes a few decades before you even have the emotional vocabulary mm-hmm. to figure out what that is. Yeah. And so for dealing with being part of a broken home, mm. also a public family mm. and um just all kinds of things. Uh, good things too. Yeah. Yeah. And so last night three of the kids, three of the five, and their significant others and children were applicable. We all, and Vince was out of town, but I flew in from LA, cooked a quick dinner. They came and I wanted to talk about something specific. And that led to everybody kind of saying, I don't even know how to say it. It doesn't even matter. But we, I think because of all of our therapy, Mm. we are trying to, like, you don't have to agree with somebody to listen respectfully. Mm -hmm. And I just see us all like, okay. And my, I want my, I want our family to do some kind of project together. And I told them, I said, I know this is so fourth quarter. I know that you are all second quarter. (laughs) You're not thinking this way, but I look at you, you're all creative. You're smart. You have very different perspectives. You have different gifts and I would love our decision as a family over something that is bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to experience our skill set and not as we grow up and grow into our own lives to say the big decision is, do we want to go on a ski trip or to the beach? Yeah. yeah. That's right. like, are you kidding me? Right. I mean, you really get to know people when you are engaged with them for a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think without already a year of therapy under our belts, I don't think we could have done that but it was Mm -hmm. interesting because when my all this came from one of the people at the table one of my daughters said when you first had that bike wreck I felt like I could hear your inner inner monologue because I had a a head injury and she said you were saying all the things that were right and all the things that were wrong I have not a memory of that and she said well now you've healed and you're like superwoman again (laughs) yeah yeah and I said well I was never superwoman, but I want this conversation. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I don't say all the things that are wrong because I'm old enough. I'm old enough to know our words are like lightsabers. Yeah. yeah. You don't say yeah. to somebody walking out the door, "Be careful of such and such." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. say, you know, I do control what I speak, mm. but it's not because I'm trying to be a goody two shoes. Right. It's right. Because I wisdom. You go. This could change the course of history. Right. If you yeah. plant Your an words idea, matter. words matter. Mm-hmm. And then all of it, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's all I can do just to live my own life. But I'm trying to intentionally cheer on my kids and hear what they want to do. And and if this thing that I want us to all do together doesn't work out, they know we're going to try to figure something else out. But yeah, like to be engaged in conversation with them. Karina's still in her early 20s, but 30s, three of them in their 30s, and one 40, and, and their significant others. 
And I, it was just so funny last night going, okay, we've never been in a conversation like this. Wow. We have never. And I, and I said, I feel like all we've done is just like touch the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah. Like, are we, do we want to know each other? Wow. And so the truth is, I don't know what they think about me, but I, I think they feel much freer to mm-hmm. say whatever yeah. it is now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I mean, we, we talk about this a lot, just, I mean, off podcast like when john and i spend time together but just that idea that like what is that going to be like and i pray so much they do and i pray even more that i and i know john you feel this way that we can be a place where they can come do that as mad as they are coming yeah is a win yeah like what you had last them even bringing anything yeah as as adults when my girls come to amy and i and say hey we want we want to talk about what x or whatever and Amy and I always just say, like, it's we just got to prepare ourselves. We want to be open to that, and we don't want to be resistant. But it's gonna be the thing that we felt like we nailed. <laughs> that's it. That's what you know? I'm. That's that you what, didn't nail. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. gonna be like. Yeah. You know, every day I go to bed and I'm like, <laughs> well, that <laughs> there's our therapy session in 2040 is gonna be yeah. about bedtime tonight when I couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna be the thing. They're gonna be like. You just never jumped on the trampoline with us. And I'm going to be like, I was always on that <laughs> trampoline. Yeah. You know, it's just going to, yeah. uh, um, it's going to be blindsiding. Yeah. Whatever I mean, do, it is. do you feel that, that? That's what I was going to ask. I mean, exactly what John said. It's just like, are, are y'all having those conversations where, or, or have you had those conversations with your grown children? And that's really what's so fun asking you about is because mm-hmm. that's the season of life you're in. And we're just so far from is where they're sitting down. They're going, Hey, do you kind of remember when this happened? And that was that was tough. And I, I get so nervous because, one, exactly what John said, either I'm going to be like, to your misremembering that, honey, because I yeah. stuck the landing on that <laughs> yeah. one. And I remember we went to bed that night, and Vince and I high-fived. And I we have thought a journal we entry never, <laughs> to prove it. I have the VHS yeah. to show you. Um, you Swim know. your own lane, Dave Barr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just heard the voice of the Lord come through your mouth. But, like, you know, are, are you having those things where you're sitting and you're going, wow, like, here we are navigating things that either I forgot about or I actually, gosh, sitting here now, I remember that. And it's amazing that you're bringing it back up. I mean, that that's the stuff that I'm like, are y'all having those Yeah, times? and also someone's, how somebody chooses to spend therapy time mm. is really about, I don't know what it's about. Yeah. It's whatever, I mean, it's how they are navigating their own life. Mm-hmm. And so to assume that their therapy sessions are about me <laughs> right, right. is silly. Right, yeah. Until I'm asked to come in yeah, yeah, to a yeah, session. yeah. yeah. And I go, okay. And early on, and I think it's because I was raised by parents. My mother said this. Uh, and now I'm going to struggle to remember exactly what she said. But I remember, I just remember the attitude of her, of her approach mm. was, I'm doing my best, but I'm sure I'm letting you down. Yeah, yeah. And so, and what I have said to my kids, grown in this year of therapy, and um now going on we are just being the second year of therapy is um hey i know you hear people say nice things about me all the time but it's the just rake me over the coals whatever you need to do yeah 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 whatever you need to do just figure out your life and which i mean i i I can't tell you i pray 
Jesus, let this be the truth. But that that is the spirit we can have. I can't imagine mm-hmm. a better, as a child, as a child of my parents who thankfully have, have had that posture in seasons where I've mm-hmm. had to go like, hey, like they haven't been, you know, arms crossed, like, do you know how ungrateful you are? And how dare you? You know how hard I was trying. Like they really have been, for the most part, gracious and said like, okay. And I'm like, as a child, there's nothing more you can ask for than to have a parent that's like humble enough. To say, tell me to what say, it tell is. Me, yes. Yeah. Tell me how I failed so that I can say I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's an amazing posture to yeah. have as a parent. And it's really the only posture to have if you want to then continue having a real yeah, a relationship. relationship. That's right. Like you're describing, you guys are, you know, you felt like you were just scratching the surface until you're you're now starting to get deeper into relationship with this new language via therapy and all that. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting because I grew up in a family that always gathered, always gathered. Mm. And, and so, you know, we're always gathering for holidays and all that. And then when I went into therapy as a happily married mm-hmm. woman, uh, as a 60 year old, I went, Oh, Oh, so I had four human beings mm. enter their experience on earth through my womb. Mm. That's no guarantee that they will choose each other for friends. Mm. That's no, I mean, I can, you know, so I started doing things differently, saying, hey, I'm going to, I'm cooking tonight. Come if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if you're busy, I've got some to-go things, and mm-hmm. just feel free to stop by and get food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much of our rub with each other is that we're not meeting each other's expectations. And so many times, especially in marriage, we get so frustrated because we we keep looking for the things we want to find in our partner. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And some of those things might not have ever been there. They just might have been our projections mm-hmm. or our hopes or we saw them in our parents. And it's like, golly, when will I learn when I stop spending so much energy looking for something I'm never going to find? Yeah. It's right. not there. Right. All of a sudden, you're not focused on that thing that won't appear. Yeah. And you just kind of relax and stare mm. off into nothing and you go... Oh my gosh, there's so much that's actually here that I have not been able to see Mm -hmm. because I have just been so focused on this thing that I thought I wanted to be there. Yeah, and it's just like, so my, we should write this song. Once you stop looking for the thing Mm -hmm. that you're never going to find, you'll find everything Mm -hmm. else. (laughs) Yeah. That, That has got to be, I would imagine, the hardest when it comes to empty nest time, you know, like I feel like when my girls leave the house, that's when what you're describing is going to be so hard for me sending the text. That's like, Hey, you know, mom and I are cooking tonight. You guys can stop by if you want and not just being like, please, where's the bubble? Where are they going to come? Like yeah. I need them. You know, yeah. was that, was the empty nest time, did you have expectations on that? Did it go the way you thought it would? Was it harder than you thought it would be? Um, well, our actual real empty nest happened with COVID. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. And so Karina came back. Mm. Uh-huh. And I do think there is, you know, once again, I had never, 
I'd never lived just with Vince. Mm, right. Like we were not yeah. newlyweds alone. Oh, right. Yeah. And so all things being kind of backwards. I don't so know there's how to multiple say that. new things happening. At, yeah. So it's, so it's just, um, yeah, I think that, um, I just think life is always the big cycle of dreaming and investing in that dream and then realizing that dream and then the dream comes to fruition and then you grieve the loss of that thing because it's mm-hmm. everything in life mm-hmm. is that man mm-hmm. and so that it, it can be something as small as mm-hmm. you know something that you look forward to to one week it can be becoming a mom mm-hmm. or becoming a father but that cycle of dreaming investing the realization of and then the everything comes to an end yeah you know and so Mm. yeah and just to recognize that as a that's part of the a a pattern of life what a beautiful way to say that i mean i'm sitting here thinking my brain is just a million miles a minute trying to realize how true that is and i do think that's like third that's where you know that third season of life that third quarter of life where you can start to understand hold that dual thing which is like you can dream, but grief comes with dreaming because everything is finite on this side of heaven, right? Yeah. And I think like not just having rose-colored glasses that go like everything is always great and kids are th- – and then, but no, there's going to be baked into our human experience. It's just a lot of grief. It just is. And then yeah. how do you process that and sort of equip yourself as best you can to know – because it's so funny, because even in our world of music, like you work so hard on a record, you know, it's so fun. you write for it. And then you're in the studio with everybody and you're making it. And then you go play some shows around it and then it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. And that yeah. to me, all of that, there is, as there should be, you grieve the ending of that hang in the studio. Yeah. The And mm-hmm. so part of it is just being very, um, one of the things... One of the fourth quarter things you realize is that the resource of time looks different. Yeah, yeah. And so last night I found myself saying, how much time do I spend disconnected from myself? Wow. Like, you know, looking for some kind of pleasure, whether that's another glass of wine, which I have not had anything, I don't drink since the head injury, but... Another glass of wine or a snack late at night or surfing the, you know, Mm -hmm. all those things are like Mm -hmm. they're substitute pleasures. Mm -hmm. It's not real connection Mm -hmm. and real connection. Sometimes when you're married, you don't have enough energy to, you know, hey, babe. You interested tonight? Like, you know, whatever, what, mm. whatever your protocol is for connecting <laughs> with the person mm. in bed with you, but even just mm. to connect with yourself, yeah, and and the spirit that lives in you, yeah, and the spirit of love that, mm. you know, it's so funny to go. I don't. Wow, like there is an aliveness that I took for granted, even when it was even in the downtime. Mm, Like I think we Mm. all live with a lot of disconnectedness from ourselves. Oh, for sure. And more and more. I mean, there's every, every device that I own is connected to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. There's a million distractions. Yeah. I need to talk to you about that. Yeah. Well, we have a quiet moment. (laughs) Oh my 
<laughs> but all that to say, when you anticipate something, hmm. even if it's great and it was a success, eventually it's over. Yeah. 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 When you're madly in love with somebody, mm. thank God there's an ending to lovemaking or we'd all die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and part of it too is just the uh, anticipation of everything. The anticipation. You get addicted to the just the the not yet of it. Yes. Yeah. And then, but then when something has come and gone, and it might have been your third graders' play that mm-hmm. they were so excited about, mm-hmm. and then, you know, if I could go back, I would tuck that third grader in bed and say, "Tell me how amazing that feeling was. It's mm-hmm. okay to be a little bit sad. That mm-hmm. that's yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah. It's okay." And that feeling is a part of you. Yeah. And just, you can return to that feeling mm. and remember that. And that is part, that's part of your yeah. life journey. Yeah, Nobody can yeah. ever take that yeah. away from you. But, you know, that's but there cool. is, I don't know, it's all, it all kind of layers in there. And then there's so many fibers and so many layers. We truly probably don't remember much of any of it. But mm. I know that we are wrapping up. But before we ask our last two questions that we always ask, I, I selfishly just want to know. Because Dave and I are in the same sort of, you know, like our kids are all stair-stepped from 7 to 11 mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for parents in our phase of life? Like, what did, what did if you could, like, go back and go back to Amy Grant when your kids were 7, 8, 9, 10, in that elementary age, what would you say to yourself if you could appear for, like, one minute and say something? I hope whatever comes off the top of my head is worth saying. Well, just sing it, and then it, <laughs> no matter what you <laughs> say, it'll be worth it. Get her yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think at any age, the best thing that you can give anybody is your presence. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Like fully engaged. That is tough for me. Yeah, it's tough for all of us. And, uh, and I also, th- I would have, whatever I said to my kids... I would have said it in two minutes instead of 14. <laughs> That's a good word. That is a yeah, very good word. That is. That I can feel that coming. So Because we're not, I mean, I'm getting, date with Ben being 11, I'm already like, I can just feel myself taking these big breaths of like, well, let me tell you. Listen like, here's as I the, pontificate. Here's the introduction. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now here's the foreword. <laughs> yeah. Chapter <Just laughs> one. Yes. Yeah. That's such a good word. God, that's yeah. a good word. That I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Man, the temptation. I mean, is there there are a few things I think in the human existence that are harder not to do than when your child has a teaching moment and you see it, they see it, and you're standing there, it's just like you're taking the big breaths, you're going, This is it. You're this like, I it. can already hear the future podcast that <laughs> yeah, they're on. That they're like <laughs> where they quote what I'm about to say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that draw is just the most powerful <laughs> magnet in the world toward like I've been practicing for this. Sit down, son. My uh, wife knows the look on my face, and she just immediately is yeah, just like, like, takes the other one out that's, of the room. I mean, that, if there's there's a million ways that Annie is a grace to my life, but one of them, and really near the top, is her ability to be, you got to shut this off, man. Like, she's been like, too long, too You long. have like, like seven words, wrap, and then they don't hear the eight. Wrap it up, Pops. Yeah. Just wrap that oh, whole thing up. That's great. Um, all right, John, you'll start. Oh, I'm starting uh, this yeah, time. You're going, yeah, you're going, oh, first. Okay. You're going first. Dave normally asks the first of the last two questions. Okay. Uh, we always ask these last two questions. First one is, what is the one thing you want your kids to know? Oh, man. 
the one thing I want my kids to know. Can it be a really long sentence? Oh, go. This is your it's your podcast, girl. Okay. Well, there's so many things that come to mind. But for them, the one thing I would want them to know is they're really put together, every one of them, like nobody else. Mm. They're unique. And so it's going to be important to not follow anybody else's rule book explicitly. Mm -hmm. And in order to unlock the deepest mysteries about what might make them the happiest and the most fulfilled using all their gifts and talents, nobody is going to see that puzzle like the one who made them. And so, yeah, so I guess I would just say, I want them to know, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. And um, and they are wildly, creatively loved. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, whether they do anything right, whether they do everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's where being raised with a lot of religious language can be confusing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't, I'm not even sure where all that was going, except for you feel like, oh, we ask for an awful lot of falling in line. Mm-hmm. We ask, mm. we demand a lot of sameness of each other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In in mm. in some in especially in communities where we feel like we're representing right the work of God or the work of Jesus, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish we would say, can we just say a big disclaimer all the way across across the top <laughs> that we are all a mess. Mm-hmm. We are all a mess. God is good, and He's faithful, mm. and we are all a mess. Yeah. You know, it's it's so funny. First of all, it's so beautiful, but something that has been so powerful to me the last couple of weeks, we've been going through Ephesians and our, um, Annie and I hopefully like the young adults at our church and the guy's been teaching has just done, done such a good job. But I was thinking like, it's so funny when, how this isn't talked about, right? It's exactly what you're saying. That when Paul is telling all of the Jews like, Hey, it's open to the Gentiles now, right? That's a massive deal. A massive deal. These are wildly different people. Maybe the opposite of Jews, right? And then he's kind of like, and they don't really need to do anything, everybody. Like they, they, God's, Jesus just kind of like, come as you are. We're going to figure this out together. They're in the kingdom now. There's not this like, I mean, you know, you look at all the things Paul rebukes. is like, they don't have to be served. Like, and and I, I, the first time in my 44 year old life, I was sitting at Sunday school and I went, whoa, God, that's, that's pretty intense. That it doesn't come with a bunch of rules. It's just sort of like, hey, I'm bringing them in. There are things they need to do because, you know, it's going to be good for them. But not like you think. And I was like, what a – like he started the whole thing off by going, we're just bringing the crazy cousins in. Yep. And let's just have a big party because mm-hmm. everybody's here now. And I was like, isn't that a beautiful picture? Yeah. You know, of the kingdom. Yeah. Not that he was like – he does the opposite of what every Jew was hoping he would say. is like, well, then tell him the rules. And he's like, no, no. Right, right. Take out the knife. <laughs> yeah, let's the zipper's get, going down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I thought and, – and so much so that he goes later on to say, like, I've become everything to everyone so that they can, 
you know, he's not going in going, boom, this is the deal. Like, yeah. the old is here and this is how it works. You yeah. Know? I thought that was so beautiful. I was like, what a cool picture. Of yeah. Well, you've brought it up throughout our, our conversation several times, that idea of you really wanting your kids to celebrate and, like, relax into who they are, who they actually are, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Which I think is really beautiful. It is. And it, it like you're saying, it is a little tricky, especially I'm sure in all religious circles, but in 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 the Christian world that the three of us are, are steeped in, there's a little bit of a like, well, <laughs> you know, right. But I I love that 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 you have said that. Well, it it's interesting because none of us really really know somebody else. We spend most of our life kind of getting to know our spouse mm-hmm. but even then there's so much that's still mysterious about them yeah well and it's always changing yeah yeah that's so true. It's like right when you got your nails they're like hey guess what i'm into now you're like oh okay touche. yeah 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 which i can't imagine how much that's true especially as an empty nest because yeah, all of a sudden you have time to really right iterate. life is dynamic people are dynamic they yeah. are yeah. situations are dynamic the worst 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 situation has hidden gifts Mm-hmm. The worst trauma, you also see an opportunity for the beauty of humanity. Mm. The best thing happening to the to your child, oh my gosh, they they won the lead part in the high school play, comes with a hard side. Mm. Wow. You know, I mean, every good, that's just the way it all, everything is that way. Yeah. Everything yeah. is, you know, the whole spectrum. and. But to me, if we can just whet each other's curiosity to know God. Yeah. Because however we behave, there is clearly uh, <laughs> a payoff <laughs> physically for eating well and exercising. There's a payoff. You feel better. Mm. It, it doesn't matter how old you are, how out of shape. A body will respond. You go, this is miraculous. Mm-hmm. Bodies respond to get good input. And I, I just think that kind of thing is true on every level. Yeah. Behavior, whatever, you know, all those things eventually, I don't, just whatever it is, you kind of go, how's this working out? Mm-hmm. How's this, you know, and, and yeah, so I guess maybe we have to, you just have to trust if something's looking really Rag-legged for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> rag-legged. rag-legged. <laughs> yeah. I like that phrase. And, uh, you know, maybe it'll come back around. But yeah, even then, Earth was never supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, second question. Yeah. Um, years and years from now, Amy. Maybe millennia. You're in your sixth quarter. <laughs> sixth quarter. <laughs> what, um, what do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Uh, what do I want them to say at my funeral? Of course, I'm just thinking uh, they're all so different. Hmm. I would, and I'm in this learning curve, hmm. but, oh my gosh, if they all stood up and said, I felt loved by this person. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That'd be... That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, it sounds like they will. <laughs> I agree. Huh? So far, so good. Yeah. Hey, thank you a million times 
for coming on. Yes. I, I mean, I hope you know this, but I really think you're one of those best people I know. So it means a lot. You let us invade your home, especially people don't know this, but you you were just on the Today Show like minutes before <laughs> we did this interview. So, and we saw one of our Dadville right. alum, Greg Melvin. That's right. We got to meet walking him face through to your face. house. That's right. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm yes, really this was so great. I'm so honored. Yeah. And thank you for making me a coffee. You're so welcome. Yeah. And hey, yay that you get to do a job you love in great company. Amen to that. Oh my gosh. I know. We yeah. have a lot of things bubbling below the surface. People don't know about me and John. We fight a lot. And even now there's yeah. a lot of turf wars that go on. Yeah. <laughs> but we put on That's a good That's why face. we sat you between us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise there would be a, there'd be a physical alteration. <laughs> Alteration. <laughs> oh, altercation. altercation. Both, so actually. Close. Both. So close. It could have been a face alteration. <laughs> <laughs>